For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Our guest today is Anna Dornhaus, Professor in Ecology and Evolutionary Biology, and she's one of the speakers in this year's College of Science Public Lecture Series. Anna, start by telling us some of the new research going on in your lab on social insects and how it relates to the bigger picture of social organization. Well, I'm very interested in how uh, social insects manage to combine individuals that are ultimately fairly simple and that have fairly simple behavioral strategies into a group level outcome that seems sophisticated and intelligent almost. And so um, the things that we study include how an ant colony that's composed of tiny little ants, only about three millimeters, can search an area that is vast in proportion to their body size, many meters across on the forest floor. That's a very complex environment. It's like a rainforest at our scale with little branches and leaves and complex crevices and bridges. And how are they able to even get a handle on what's there and what isn't there? When you zoom in on one ant, it looks chaotic, right? The behavior looks chaotic. They may be pushing and pulling at the same time, or they're searching an area, but they seem to be looping around their own path. But yet, when you zoom out and look at the collective, they seem to be very good at what they do. And it's very tempting then to compare that to how individual nerve cells, neurons in our own brains behave. No individual nerve cell knows all of what we're about. And yet the collective behavior of the many nerve cells in an individual's brain produce that individual's behavior. That's exactly what I'm interested in, that parallel. And this is this parallel can be extended to many other systems, not only our brain, but also our body as a whole is a collection of different cells. Each cell is not smart in in some way, but uh, smart maybe in some way in a very microscopic way, but each cell does not know anything about what the body as a whole is doing. And yet together they achieve things. The theme of this year's series of talks is certainty and uncertainty in science. Tell us explicitly how your work fits into that theme. Yes, as you say, science is about achieving certainty. And achieving certainty is actually pretty difficult. So in science, we have um, several formalized methods that allow us to be more certain about our results. And this is particularly applicable when we're talking about intelligence and in particular when we're talking about our own behavior because it is so easy to be biased and have preconceived notions about how intelligence should work or how we work. And so I really want to emphasize how science can go beyond those biases and can really rigorously answer questions about how we function, how intelligence functions, independent of what we would like to be the answer. In many ways, what you're talking about is a lot like what, the way we think about how brains work, how individual neurons uh, have behaviors that combine to make perhaps intelligent choices. Tell us how that fits into your talk. Yes, exactly. So my talk is really going to be about the nature of intelligence. And very much like you were hinting at, our brain is also a distributed system, kind of like an ant colony, in that there are lots of units in an ant colony. Those are the ants. In a brain, those are the neurons. And those neurons combine to produce what we consider intelligent behavior in humans anyway. And equally, in ant colonies, those separate units, of these individual ants, have fairly limited information collection and processing capabilities. And yet, as a collective, 
they're able to solve complicated problems. There's kind of a new uh, term that people have been using for systems like ant colonies, which is liquid brains. So the interesting thing about that is when you have a liquid brain, um, not only do you have a brain that's in a sense composed of these neurons, in, in this case, ant workers, they're not really neurons, but they're individual units that can collect information and exchange information. But in the case of ants, they can actually move around. And so it's not only distributed because there's not one boss ant, but it's also distributed because the individual units can make different connections to different people or different ants as the needs arise. That's what the liquid brain aspect is. Whereas in our brain, of course, the connections are a little bit more fixed once they exist. Thank you very much, Anna. You're welcome. You can hear this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.